Hello, and welcome to Doing Time, where humans talk about their experiences in a psych ward. Today, we have comedian, guest, Andre Hashem. Hashem. I want to say yeah. it Jewish every time. Hashem. <laughs> That's like this one comedian, comedian in Chicago. Okay, never mind. Okay. Anyways, sorry, getting sidetracked. ADHD. Um, okay, welcome. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm okay. You're okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. I can't lie. This, I sometimes forget the general tone of the podcast yeah. where I'm like, Oh, people aren't fine, like, all yeah. the time? Well, like, it's a thing, especially in comedy, yeah. where I've tried to train myself out of asking, how are you doing? Because I, I feel mm. like that's just going to be, like, people are going to, yeah. it's going to trigger, like, well, I'm melting down, or they're going to have to lie about. Oh, and, for sure. And so what's your them, approach, then? What I'm, do you... I just say, hi, it's nice to see you now. Oh, okay, And then, like, good. later. special. Yeah if, yeah, if we get into a conversation, then it'd be like, how are things going so with really more, of a, more of a specific thing? But I don't know. That's I just... dope. I'm on autopilot 24-7. <laughs> By the way, um, I always, I for the past like, couple episodes, I've said trigger warning, but I don't know if the Bill Cosby thing is in the <laughs> is in the uh, shot. But um, if you see him and you don't want to watch the rest of the episode, please do. Just, <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> just block it out of your mind. Um, We've done that anyways. Yeah, then, so. <laughs> it's fine. He's canceled. Everything's good. Um, everyone's recovered. Okay, never mind. So anyways, um, <laughs> okay, so the first question I always ask is how much time have you done? So that means like so, therapy, hospitalization. Oh, therapy, probably about 20 years of therapy uh, on and off. And Jeez. then... That's like old. Well... <laughs> They started me really young because it was like my parents divorced when I was like one. And oh, so shit. like when I was in elementary school and started acting up, I think my mom assumed it was like family stuff on top mm, of also okay. probably things that we found out later were probably like bipolar and like severe ADHD and stuff like For that. Sure. Um, so I think it's like started sort of as like family therapy, like, oh, he needs to deal with the divorce. That's why mm. he's acting out kind of thing. Okay. Um, so like on and off with that. And then... Uh, as far as institutions uh, go, uh, two months and a week in like real inpatient. Wow. And then I had spent like four months in sort of like an outpatient program in my okay. mid-20s. Wow. Okay. After and one where of the inpatients. Was this? Um, so I spent two months at uh, the Menninger Clinic in Houston. Okay. Um, when I was like 24. Mm -hmm. And then actually came up here to a, a place called Yellowbrook up in Evanston. That's how I initially okay. first moved to Chicago. Cool. Um, and that was sort of like the outpatient transition from the inpatient. From inpatient. Okay, cool. Gotcha. Great. Um, oh yeah, fantastic. Uh, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it was. I was lucky that Fabuloso. my uh, mom was uh, married to a wealthy man at the time, so we okay. had the funds for that. This last round was on the yeah, state, so it yeah. was a little different. So, <laughs> so I want you to kind of go in. I mean. What was the general, like, do you want to go through each hospitalization or like kind of, you can kind of lead the way. I just want to know, like, maybe what, maybe what was your first hospitalization and then your most recent one? Yeah. Well, and there really were just those two. Okay. There was kind of Have like you a, been hospitalized a, only two times? Yes. You sound surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Piece yeah, of no. shit. <laughs> so, only twice. It's my dating um, profile. You didn't meet the quota for the podcast, so I think we're going to end it here. Um, okay. I'm just kidding. No, somebody, I told total somebody time was on like, the job. I've been in 13 times, and I'm like, dude, you can, you don't have to even be, like, if you want to come on, you can go on. Um, but, okay, cool. So, yeah, so, the, the yeah. first time, it was, it's actually, it's comical in and of itself, because yeah. I had like about six months before like tried really hard to kill myself i wow. I got 
really drunk and like each beer I was having was downloading a bunch of Vicodin that I had saved from two knee surgeries. Oh my God. And I had like never taken any of the pills, so I had a bunch left over. Did you not take the pills purposely or? Oh no, no, I was like, I was very intentionally, like I was on the phone with a buddy, he had no idea what was going on. Okay. And I was just like, every beer I just kind of. No, I was wondering if you saved the pills because. Oh no, them. like I just saved them. I didn't like taking them, like I, I kind of, already felt like a bit of like an addictive thing to it mm. but i was like ah you know it was like i could maybe sell them get some money I've, sure. I've, I've been broke okay. forever so okay. it was like that yeah. uh no it wasn't saving them intentionally it was just sort of like uh i think i'd just been thinking about it for a while and i was like yeah you know what let's just go let's ring the bell um but i like woke up I uh, was in yeah, a ton of uh, pain and uh, went to work the next day and like called my mom during like I just like I was in a ball like under my cubicle desk the whole morning and just like called my mom to pick me up. She took me to Fuddruckers like what happened? I told her what happened and then it just like to Fuddruckers. Yeah. Yeah, I needed some <laughs> of all my stomach my stomach I hurt. Kill I needed myself. Let's go to Fuddruckers yeah. and want to do it more. Thank you, mom. Jesus it's like Christ. a good. Uh, I, That's I, so funny. At the time, it, it, I think it made sense. Like you know, it's like when you got a hangover, you yeah. want something greasy for your stomach. Of course, yeah. <laughs> you got a suicide um, hangover, yeah. Yeah, just exactly. Try to cure that. And um, but it it sort of like just disappeared. It was yeah. like I I guess I had lived through it, and so it was. And she was dealing with her own mental health stuff. Okay. And uh, but like six months later, and so like I even was like, okay, I made it through. I was like, not gonna ever do that again. Um, mm. but then just didn't I really have a handle on any of the stuff that was going on mm -hmm. that got to that point. So like six months later, I was just like kind of at that point again and kept talking to my folks about like what we could do. And like, finally I was like, my mom had gone to rehab twice for booze and I was like, maybe that'll be a thing. I was like, so I was like, I'm a pot addict. I, I cannot quit smoking pot. You need mm -hmm. me to send me to rehab. Wow, and you just needed help. Yeah, like I just, I knew I needed to go inpatient. Um, yeah. And was like, I need, I need to go. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of like the only way in th that they could just, and it was like, oh, if it's drug rehab, it's good. We can, right. that's like a, a thing we can do. If you're suicidal, just go to a therapist. Mm. Um, and, okay, but what made you, what turned that switch of like, oh, I'm, no, this is fine. Cause, cause I think a lot of times people with depression get caught up in their own misery. I loved yeah. being miserable. Yeah. So yeah. Now some people offer me solutions. I'm like, no, like why this feels great. It's like, yeah, then it would get better. Better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like today I went to, I, I work at Grubhubba and, uh, I, <laughs> we get like free food and stuff. And I like went to go pick up my food and went smoothie. And I turned to my friend and I was like, Wait, this should have been harder, right? And she was like, what? And I was like, you know, sometimes when things go easy and you're like, wait, I think sh something should have happened, though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like when things go good, you question it because you're so used to, like, obstacles and just challenges yeah. and, like, stupid fucking shit that happens. And you're like, wait, yeah, so... It's like, oh, I just, I messed something up and I'll find out about it later when everything's a disaster. Exactly. <laughs> when it's, like, all, yeah, collapsing. So... So what kind of changed your mind from that, like, sadness I, to, like, oh, this I think is a problem? I, yeah, it was, I, I think I kind of, at least at that point, I was like, I'm not going to kill myself because I'd okay. already tried and failed and was like, I'm not going through that again. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I think there was a part of, like, yeah, like, I think I had a little bit of hope and faith that I was like, 
something I like something needs to change, but something like can be changed and we can go on like a better path. Okay. Um, and just be, I, I was just miserable. I was like on, it, it was like a very conscious misery for like a long time. So I was just okay. kind of tired of that. And were you working at the time? Like when you uh, went to gone, the hospital, were you working? Like what was I'd gone going? back to school. Okay. Um, so when when I first, the, the, the attempt thing, I was working, but I had like this kind of plan at the time. I dropped out of college, was working. Okay. And had gone back to school, but like didn't, didn't make any changes. I like went back to the same major and okay. like kind of like, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't using any kind of like personal introspection tools. I was just like, ah, oh, you know, like I, I kind of have this idea in okay. my head of what my life is going to be. I'm going to keep right. just like going down that general path. Mm -hmm. um, and you went, you went to University of Denver, right? I went to uh, Sturm, University of Denver Sturm for law yeah. school. Yeah. Afterward, University of Denver undergraduate actually rejected me. Okay. Because I went there. Yeah. I, I, thanks for rubbing <laughs> it in. Suck on that. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I transferred. But I went there, and the CERM is, like, the most beautiful building. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's insane. Um, but... So you said, okay, so you said that, you know, you were, you were miserable and what, I mean, when you were in the hospital though, how, like, what was your experience like? Cause I've heard like everything from people. The first time it was, it was weird because like, especially now having gone back in, in a very manic state where it was are like, you, a, what's, are you bipolar? Yeah. So, and I'm st still figuring out which it's one or two. Okay. Um, because I only in this last stint got, I think probably quote unquote properly diagnosed. It was the first okay. time I'd ever like been in like a manic wow. episode or like been acting manic and, in okay, so a psychiatric But when you were manic, were you place. aware of it? I don't think so. Okay, I just saw it as more like big... just being like kind of OCD and like intolerant mm. of like noise and change and just things having to be specific. But it, I think overall it's, it was, it, yeah, it's just like a, this overall like feverish kind of, you know, egotistical oh, of course. Uh, mm -hmm. thing yeah. that I kind of, I before just thought was me. I just thought mm. that that was I kind of had like a negative perception of right. that in myself because I just thought that was who I was. Like I'm just this narcissistic, mm. destructive asshole. Yeah. When it's like, yeah, half the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the other half, you're like, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. so yeah, I thought that was like a, a character thing mm -hmm. rather than like, and so in a in a way, I don't think I even considered myself as being bipolar. This right. Is a, you're like, this is just who I am. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and and so when to go back to what what was your experience like in the hospital? Though? So and and what were you what were you trying to what were your obstacles when you're hospital? Because like were you like what were you hospitalized for? The so right the first time I just like went inpatient for it was essentially like rehab and for for people like under twenty five I think it was they had it split up into different groups they had like a professional thing that was like twenty five to fifty or whatever um, so it was sort of like more like it's me it was it's just a mental health institution people go in there i mean there was there were kids in there that were like severe cutters that had that were like constantly suicidal that had really bad eating disorders mine was like being like 
being suicidal since I could remember and also just like there were like substance stuff kind of manifesting um I think my goal was just to like not get to that point not have my emotions govern my actions so much in general and I had no idea how to do that Oh, okay. But you were kind of aware enough to... Yeah, I knew knew that I had, like, no training in that. Right. Um, And so, like, the first time I, you know, like, going, I was there for a... I was supposed to be there for a month, and I was like, I'm not... Like, three weeks in, I was like, I'm leaving in a week. I'm not ready yet. Mm -hmm. And we got him to extend the stay to two, and then did the sort of, like, the transitional thing. And I was like, it was... At the time, it was great. I was on perfect behavior all the time. I did all of the... DBT assignments, everything. I was like, you know, committed. Yeah, I was at some point like they like elected me like the leader of our little wing thing for like taking, you know, doing certain, you know, communicating with with doctors and stuff like that, certain Mm -hmm. um, stuff from the community. But um, in a way, like looking back on it, I I was on. It wasn't really me. I was like doing this whole thing because I was like. I'm just gonna be on good behavior, good behavior. But like, Mm. I was still repressing everything, I think, and just trying to be what I thought was like good was and what not being mentally ill was, but it wasn't. I had them completely convinced forever. They like, when I went in, I wasn't on medication. And for like four, five months, even into the outpatient program, they're like, yeah, we agree with you. You don't need medication. And like, so like everyone so was convinced, them almost, yeah, like, like of... I was so convinced that I had convinced them and they're right. trained to okay. see that and was like, right. <laughs> I was so bought into it that, um, so, what do you think that is though? Like, what do you, like, do you think that's you trying to like, so you're saying, okay, so explain to me, cause you said something super interesting and I'm not quite sure what it is like kind of summed up into one sentence Mm -hmm. but you said something kind of like you were acting as if you weren't mentally ill or you weren't what what, you said something really like like powerful yeah i I can't i think i was trying to act in a way like act in a way that mental illness like that i had overcome like the mental illness oh okay so you were you were like so basically you were like oh i'm almost convincing them that I'm okay, so to speak. So you're self-aware enough to know that your thoughts are fucked up, but then you're also self-aware enough to know, like, these thoughts affect how these people, like the doctors, oversee me, so I'm going to act like this so that they don't... Yeah, I, but it wasn't It wasn't like a conscious thought. Like, I was just... I was so bought are into, like... Are you a people like, pleaser? Oh, yeah, I think a bit. Okay, I, I don't know. Yeah. It was... Honest, it's, but I, just, I alternate between people off. pleaser and 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 the opposite of whatever that is. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a true um, degenerate to society. Yeah. Okay, we are back from break, listeners. And uh, okay, um, okay. So I want to finish up that. I, I want to finish up yeah, that yeah. conversation though. So you you're saying because because you you said it and it strikes something in me that I think I'm similar, but mm-hmm. I don't know how to articulate it fully, and I don't know if you can just so that other people can kind of relate to it. So. I did the same thing though, right? So like mm-hmm. every time I was in a mental health facility or being watched, I think I acted as in like, oh, I almost want them to think I'm cool or like I'm too good for mental illness. Like I know I'm fucked up, but I want them to think the reason I have mental illness is valid, right? So I would yeah. say like, oh, my brother's on heroin, my parents are divorced, I'm struggling with like saying no to people. Um, 
my mom has gone through two bouts of cancer. Like it's, it's, I'm struggling. Right. So yeah. it's like things that, like, these are all external things. And then internal things is like pleasing everybody. And then being mm-hmm. on three sports, getting straight A's like that was me. Right. So I think for you, it resonated with me because I think, uh, saying I subconsciously acted though, as if I didn't have mental illness. Yes. And that's And I think people could relate to that. I've never really talked about this, but I think it's super interesting because I would always, um, try to frame it as being cool. I'd be like, mm. I have anxiety. I'm like, well, you know, all Jews have anxiety and everyone starts laughing and I'm like, right, okay, right. but, but now they think I'm cool. Right. So my, now my anxiety is cool. Right. But if somebody else comes in and they're like, oh, he's so annoying. He's anxious. Has a ton of questions, but I'm the cool one with anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know if you can relate to that, but I think that that's how I try to come off. I like something. I mean, there's definitely like a balance of like wanting to, I mean, I, I don't know, like prop your own ego. I think, well, you actually, yeah. I, this is a little off, but you kind of actually mentioned it and I, that hits it on the head of where I think, at least for me at the time, it was easier or maybe that's just how it was that I was I was processing it, that I just thought all of my mental mm-hmm. fuses blowing were like experiential things and like upbringing things. I, it mm. didn't, to me, I was like, but I'm not, mentally ill because I also oh, had the so example like, of right. other people that in yep. my family that were going through it yeah. and I was like oh no so I'm just like I'm the sum of my experiences if we can but just work through but these that's experiences easy, though. right but that's so easy to say oh it's because of this like that's what I'd say It'd be like oh no it's because my brother is fucked up or because my family's messed up or whatever it is like I have all these new step siblings like I have a new life and it's like <laughs> no but it's you like book. you're the one that's like needs help like it's not everybody else. I mean, yes, everybody else contributes to you, but like it's a chemical thing. And then it's also like, how, what are your values? Yeah. Why are you missing? Like I realize certain times, like I, now that when I go into the hospital every time I, or like I've reflected on why I went to the hospital, I know exactly why I went. Yeah. It sucks. I hate the clarity that you have yeah. right after moments of no clarity. It's the strangest, oh, yeah. like... After a panic attack is the best moment of my life because I'm like, oh, I realize why that happened. Mm-hmm. But before it, I'm like, why am I freaking out? Everything's fine. And then all of a sudden, I'm like hyperventilating in the corner and I'm like, oh, yeah, that is right. Like, yeah. It's the, the, it, yeah, it's like the reflection, I think. The, just the, the ego in the moment of those things and just yeah. like, I know I get into that of like, yeah, it's like you can see it building up, but you're like, okay, like even I know this is a stressor, but we'll handle it. But you, maybe right. we don't handle it in a way of like, or maybe we just minimize the stressors rather than being like thinking I can handle each and every one. Okay, so um, if you're kind of like me, which I'm going to go off of this, I, I do want to talk about, we were going to talk about medication, but oh, yeah. I do because I'm, I'm probably 70%, 30%, like I'm 74, 30 against it mm. um, for myself. But I want to hear, <laughs> this is about me. My name's on the Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah this, is... this is my podcast, everybody. Thank you. Um, but I, I do want to say, <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say, though, that I think, <laughs> I do think um, since I am, since I, I, I think used to be, and not so much anymore, um, fuck, I had a point. I was going to say something about being a people pleaser mm. and about how I'm, like, almost too good for mental illness. But I kind of, oh, 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 oh. I hate being vulnerable. I can't stand it. I don't want to be vulnerable. Um, and that, I think, is one of my main issues. I'm so uptight. I've never been free. I don't think I've ever, like, danced without, like, pretend like dance like nobody's watching you. No, whoever made up the quote could fucking die because I'm never going to do it. Okay? Yeah. Like, I, I just don't. I'm very, like, 
like I have stomach issues. Like mm-hmm. I have everything that's like being so tight. Like I just am wound. And like I don't know if it's like that's kind of how I'm where I'm. I feel like every interaction is like okay did that go right? Okay did that go right? Okay did that oh go right? Oh my god yeah. Like, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Do you know how many people like we've probably both met just being in this scene? Like thousands of people I've met just doing comedy. Yeah. And just no, being like oh he did they like me if they don't like me the well, they know this person and this person. Oh and not every me. every and everything. I, I never think that I handle an interaction correctly anyway. Right. So it's just right. like at the it's end tragic. of it it's like now I've had all of these interactions yeah. in one day and I fucked yeah. them all and now I'm like trying to send apologies and they're like yeah, you have yeah, nothing yeah. to apologize. I have done that so many times <laughs> and they're like no this is more concerning than yeah. you sent this. <laughs> That's how, and, and Why have you been thinking about this for nine hours? <laughs> right. They're like, I've already went to work and gone home. And you're like still thinking about this. Dude, so I – it's funny because I actually was talking to this girl um, at work. And I like knew her sister. And I was like talking to her. And I was like, hey, I just want to let you know I know your sister. Like we haven't met each other. But like I know who you are because like you look just like your sister. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know you because of this, this, and this, and this. And then I was like, oh, my God, she – I was like, hey, I don't want you to think I'm stalking you or anything. But, like, she clearly was like, no, dude, you're cool. Like, it's not a big deal. But I literally, for, like, the next, like, 20 minutes after that interaction was like, oh, my God, she thinks I'm crazy. Like, she thinks I was stalking her. Like, she thinks this. She thinks that. She's probably, like, it's going to affect her relationship with my sister. It's going to be. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's like, I'm done. Like, you shouldn't be friends with her. And I was like, oh, I, like, this is straight anxiety. This is irrational. Um, Also, the fact that I addressed it in the conversation, I was like, hey, like, I was just so excited I got finally got to meet you like super cool whatever that yeah. we had this connection but I think in my head it was just it's just a lot like there's a lot that goes on and then I think sometimes I have diarrhea of the mouth when I meet like I get excited and the way mm. I show my excitement sometimes is talking a lot Yeah. yeah. so it's it just manifests in different ways and then I'm thinking after that interaction like um, yeah and then it's also like uh, a lot of times if they know I have mental illness oh is it like the cool mental illness where it's like oh she has depression anxiety but she's creative so it's like yeah, it's yeah. part of the, the process, people that can you know? harness it into a creative output exactly <laughs> or it's like Rather than it's being not like a, I don't know it's not like a glorified impediment. mental illness thing but it's like do you ever feel like that? Uh, I mean I think it is I've because I've, I've, I'm old <laughs> I've seen there's been a bit of a trajectory. I think <laughs> it, I think it's going to flash it, your age on the screen. It's yeah. Like, Andre, uh, 75. <laughs> I I feel 32 going older on than I look and that is Yeah, not when you call your parents with. folks, I'm like <laughs> He's not a That's millennial. That's more of a southern thing, I think <laughs> yeah. that. Um but mm-hmm. yeah, they they live in the past anyway, so yeah. Um 77 by the way. <laughs> okay. Um I forgot even Oh, that oh, sorry. that no, I think it is there's like I think people are more open about it. There's like a popularization yeah. of the and like more awareness of it. I think in good and bad ways. I see a lot mm-hmm. of people joke making that make jokes about it that I'm like the joke just tell I'm fine making jokes about it, but like right. their joke like their input on it makes like, oh, you don't. You might have like seasonal depression right. or not know how to handle breakups well. But <laughs> Like it's, that's not, (laughs) you're not talking about like, I don't have any other option right now, but to open up my, like I've done to die and then just living a whole Mm. day, week, month, year, just being like every second of every day being like, yeah, right now be a good time, but you know, I'll push through, I at least I'll get through five o'clock. So putting a good day's work first, you know, I don't want to disappoint my boss. Then I'll go home and do it. And then you're like, no, if I can just, if I'll cook dinner, take a shower, 
make it to tomorrow are and then doing like journal <laughs> <laughs> are you reading everything i've been I saying need to start journaling no again. it's more it's like my really thing is helpful. like is like, yeah it's mm-hmm. a good coping mechanism um but then again when i journal i journal as if uh somebody's watching me so i'm like wow. oh i can't write this because if somebody read this do you get really do you write really really well some do you get like make it really well written sometimes yeah. and you're like well, yeah. it's not a fucking book just no exactly <laughs> i'm like i'm not this isn't going to turn it in.com <laughs> like it's not being reviewed by my public and I don't have <laughs> like what it's insane it's insane because I don't journal for that reason and then sometimes I feel like I should write out my comedy like in terms of typing because mm. I type so fast but I write I think faster than I write so sometimes my thoughts finish but I still write it and I'm like why why do I write like that I think I need to find my writing process though because mm. I think that gets mixed up in it. but um yeah journaling is a great journaling is a great coping mechanism but i wanted to i wanted to get on the subject of medication i'm on um to be completely transparent because i think sometimes i'm on loads no (laughs) yeah um and if you zoom down is my array of medication no um i the thing is is um so i so i'll just tell you my experience Mm because i'm this is almost um i work in sales okay um, I'm gonna sell you. I'm not gonna sell you a medication. I just, my thing is, uh, I've been on it since I was, any type of, like, mental health stuff, uh, sixth grade. So I was 12, 13, mm-hmm. and I started taking ADHD medication, and then when I was a sophomore in high school, I was still on it. Uh, I started taking antidepressants, um, and since that so for seven eight years i've been on antidepressants and then adhd medication for god knows how long i mean for yeah 12 years so and i'm 22 yeah so it's it's been a while but right now i am on um, mood stabilizer uh antidepressant and then for at night i take a sleeping med but it is an antipsychotic to help me sleep which helps me with my depression mm. so like it's a lot southern, yeah it's a lot but it's a little because it's like and then yeah, I'm on uh, IBS medication, but that's that's like Jewish stuff. I mean, you're from Palestine, yeah. so that's why the episode is shorter. Everybody, um, <laughs> the conflict really is conflicting. So for you the guys podcast. won. Okay. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, you're like get over it. Give us some concessions. Um, no, so I just wanted time. to hear your thoughts on it. I, I I know you said you've been on it in the past, right? Yeah. So and that was. Um, like I all similarly started really young with yeah. like various like ADD medications, mm-hmm. um, and then but yeah in my twenties. Uh, what were you on? What I was on. I think, I think I was on Ritalin originally. Yeah, you get skinny. And then they went. I I was I was freakishly skinny anyways. Yeah, you're still. I mean, you're. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. I also. Um, this is not good that I'm this skinny. Uh, <laughs> like, were you skinny, like, right now? <laughs> well, this is, I'm actually at a little bit over what I weighed when I was, like, 14, but that was also the lightest I ever weighed for Do the next Do we need medical help right now? <laughs> no, we're fine. Um, um, okay, so... so but anyway, so, yeah, like, Ritalin, at some point, I think I tried Concerta when I was a little older. That made me really aggressive. Terra. I don't think I've tried Stratera. Stratera made me really aggressive as well. Yeah, it was, which was, and I was playing rugby at the time, so it was oh. not a good mix. Why? <laughs> what do you, you, you're supposed to knock motherfuckers out. Well, yeah, but it was, it carries over off. The, oh, okay. right. Yeah, you're like, um, it's a whole thing, it's a lawsuit. And I, The last one that I thought was actually pretty good was Vivance. I was taking that in my late 20s. Took that too. That um, mm-hmm. was like the least kind of like methy feeling yeah. of, of any yeah. of them. It's, that one's good. 
Yeah. Because I think it's a stimulant, but it also has, like, almost like you said, it doesn't make you feel (laughs) as if you're on meth, which... It's Which means they're just a higher, like Coke kind of thing. More yeah, relatable to the audience. Uh, but sort of problem with Coke. <laughs> yeah, but I think... You're like, oh, this is focus. So any... So yeah, right? So any... Yeah, somebody just like snorts it in line just and they're like, just to get their job done. Do you... What antidepressants have you got? Or what... Like, what are your the, thoughts on them? What have you been on? The... So I was on... Oh, man. Lamictal, Welbutrin. Ooh. A couple others, okay. but I think those were the two main ones. I know those, they were usually doubled up on those two, um, yeah. and, and it, I just didn't. They, I think they worked okay. sort of. Okay. Um, where like I, the problem is, is like I was still like when I was taking those, like I was in law school, I was in real estate, I was still horribly miserable. I was even I was going to therapy. Okay. Uh, almost weekly in law school. Okay. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was still at the point sort of what I was like trying. Were you going up um, at the university of Denver? No, I had okay. uh, off, off, so um, just gotta add the same therapist. <laughs> uh, um, first name Barbara. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you mean every therapist. Um, so and, yeah. Okay. I, so you were on a lot of medication and this is kind of what I want to get into as well. Uh, is that, so you said probably over that conversation, course of a couple minutes probably four or five medications people don't realize that oh don't just go on antidepressants it's a long process it's okay getting to a doctor making sure the doctor you can get into and then once you get into the doctor getting the medication once you get the medication you got to make sure it fits your insurance if it doesn't fit your insurance it's expensive if it's too expensive you'd rather just be miserable and not pay it and then if you take it you might get fat. Yeah. Well, you, you have to wait for it to first, like, even have an impact. Some two of them, week, like... It takes two weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, I need help right crisis mode right now. You made the first right call, now. like, six months before that. Exactly. <laughs> and then now it's first starting to work, and you're like, I feel okay. Like, yeah. what is this? Um, and then there's side effects, and then there's, okay, why don't we switch you? Okay, let's switch, right? So we got so we got to taper off, which takes... Mm-hmm. About a month if you're going on an SSRI, which is the serotonin. I should know this. I was a psych major, which I usually try to stress in this episode. Something but since reuptake I it, inhibitor. Yeah, it's it's a it's S. a it's a something. It's serotonin reuptake inhibitor. So when the when the when the synapses are like like firing into your cortex or whatever the the term is, it's reuptaking more serotonin because your right. levels are in balance. Anyways, so if you're on an SSRI, they have bad withdrawal effects, AKA me like last week and hungover and having brain zaps in my head, that's withdrawals. And then if you get those withdrawals for a month and then you're like, okay, let's try another medication. And then you got to feel out the side effects. So that's why hence uh, it took me eight years to find the right medication. Yeah, like that's a walking so... rat. It is. And that's like, that's over a third of your life yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank that you. Is... <laughs> That's why it's called doing time with yes. the with the fucking jail cells in the middle of the O. Okay. Yeah, um, the number of days it takes it. to actually. Yeah. Um, we're we're okay. I want to hear a quick thought. We're wrapping up on time, but okay. I because of the Palestinian Israeli conflict, we just we just we have to. I love you. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> so so I want to hear. Uh, Okay, two pros, two cons of medication right now, what, what you think, because you're not on them, right? Yeah. And then we're going to... Um, so two pros, uh, I think would like uh, overall, like uh, the semblance of stability. Yeah. Maybe uh, less peaks and valleys. Um, Keep going. And <laughs> probably 
just like less excuses at that point. Right, That's probably right. the um, yeah. Uh, the cons I think is all like the the physical and psychological uh, side effects and the buildup mm-hmm. uh, and and getting to the right ones and right. that whole journey. Right. Um, and then also two is like an A and a B. Like the, then the dependency on like that was sort of my fear whenever I was on is like when you don't take them like. The oh, yeah. days of complete disaster, even though it's disaster. built up in, in your system no, and whatever. Like, well, but if it's... you're on an SSRI, the other day I the other day yeah. I had to. Me and my boyfriend went out to eat, and I had to. Um, we had to leave because I was going to throw up. Right. Because I, I was having withdrawals. Yeah. It's so it sucks. It, it that sucks. and then the part B of the dependence is, like the maybe not putting as much, at least for me, not putting as much, relying on the medication too much and not putting as much into all the peripheral stuff that I could be doing mm. that, you know, like doing like a particular type of exercise or right. be, being a little bit more into like other hobbies besides comedy, like meditation, music and meditation, yoga. stuff like that. Okay. So actually spending time with humans. I'm, oh, I'm down. I love okay. it. It's the weirdest Core thing Core power for me plug. To say. I love that place. Um, super expensive. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's if you work there once a week, you, they give you a free membership. Dude, hell yeah. Okay. Um, where can people find you? Instagram, Twitter. I know you have a show coming up. So. Uh, yeah, we have a show, Revolution Brewing, on November so tw- uh, 20th. Uh, fantastic. Uh, lineup of pretty much any uh, they're all headliners yeah. um, and then my Instagram is Hashem for comedy um, H-A-S-H-E-M yep. uh, for F-O-R comedy hope you can spell that <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> excuse me that's the cigarette Twitter uh, Twitter is also Hashem for comedy you um, uh, Twitter is also Hashem for comedy I think okay. and and that's I think that's it. Okay, I cool. Think, really. Um, and don't forget to like, rate, review, subscribe, tell all your friends about it. Please review. Please review. Please review. <laughs> Thank you for watching Doing Time.